Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about business strategies, thinking and habits that are essential to building a successful event planning business while enjoying a fulfilling lifestyle. I am your host, Mayo Silvers, an events veteran with over 20 years of experience and also an unstoppable eventrepreneur with two multiple six-figure events business. Come listen with an open heart and open mind. Be ready to reset, recharge, and rejuvenate your life and your business. Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast once again. I was away for um, close to 10 days on an Alaskan cruise and pre-recorded the previous episode. So it felt like I have not been back to work for a long time. So looking forward to recording today's podcast. Now, today we are going to talk about the success story of Chick-fil-A. If you don't know what is Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A is a fast food restaurant that opens Monday to Saturday only. Sunday is their rest day with God, so they are not open on Sunday. And Chick-fil-A only sells one thing, which is anything chicken, okay? So today, I'm going to talk about the success story of Chick-fil-A, how focusing on one thing can make you millions of dollars. Why am I talking about a fast food restaurant? The reason why I'm talking about this particular fast food restaurant, Chick-fil-A, is because the business fundamental behind the people, their founding, their, their founders, the franchise owners, the, the entire way this business is ran, okay, and their concept, it's something for us to study and understand and implement in our business if we want to be successful. I want to be able to talk about this because sometimes, especially as new business owners, we get distracted easily and we try to have 10 million things going on at one time and you don't know what works and what doesn't work, okay? Because you have so many things going on and your focus is thin, is everywhere and you have the shiny object syndrome. So I'm going to talk about Chick-fil-A because this is one brand, one fast food brand that is unwavering, okay? This brand is unwavering in terms of their level of service and in terms of the products that they, they have committed to serve their customers. And also they stick by their values and their principles and they're unafraid of what people say about them. Do I support all their values? No. But I'm a businesswoman. So I focus on dollars and cents. I focus on how did they make so much money only focusing on one thing, selling anything that's chicken related. Okay. So Chick-fil-A, if you don't know uh, what is Chick-fil-A and you don't have it in your state, it's just like a, a fast food restaurant and they sell sandwiches, they sell salads. They sell, um, I don't believe they sell soup, but I'm pretty sure that they sell sandwiches, salad, drinks, and, uh, and sides, okay? Regular sides. So you, <laughs> you will not find anything else in that restaurant. Like McDonald's, you'll be able to find 
a, a hamburger, you'll be able to find a fish burger, you'll be able to find a chicken burger, right? So you have three types of meat in a regular fast food chain, okay? McDonald's, Burger King, to name a few. Wendy's, okay? Now, Chick-fil-A, only one type of protein, one type of meat, chicken. And I was at, uh, I'm a big Chick-fil-A fan because I love how fresh the chicken is. So I love KFC as well. But um, KFC is not as healthy as Chick-fil-A. Not that Chick-fil-A is super healthy, but definitely a lot healthier. Okay. So we have a lot of Chick-fil-A down in South Florida. And I was with Mia at a Chick-fil-A restaurant. So we decided to dine in. And they are also known for their exceptional service. Okay. Not just the food. So I was in the restaurant with Mia. And there was a dad. Okay, there was a dad with his daughter at the checkout station, you know, like they're ordering food. And then he came in. Apparently, I'm, I would have to guess that this is probably his first visit to Chick-fil-A because he came in, the daughter already know what she wants. And he's like, where's the hamburger? Like, I, I, want, I, want, a, I, want, a, I want a cheeseburger. And then they have, so the, the, the service counter have to tell him, that so we only serve chicken here okay we only serve chicken and even in chick-fil-a's marketing message you will see cartoons of cows okay cows making graffiti that says eat more chicken okay so if you don't know what this restaurant serves by just looking at the marketing by just looking at the menu you know that they only sell chicken and for a company okay who is so bold to not want to please everybody. So their philosophy is, I'm not here to please all types of meat eater. I'm only here to please people who want to eat chicken. If you don't want to eat chicken, the alternative is you can have our waffle fries. Okay, the waffle fries comes with the sandwiches if you order a meal. And they also have mac and cheese, by the way, which is, mac and cheese is insane. Okay, very, very good. So, so that's my indulgence there. So, and that's for the children. But they have they have chicken, they have chicken nuggets, either baked, fried, or um or grilled. And then the sandwich, same thing. They have grilled chicken sandwich, and they also have the regular fried chicken patty. Okay. And then they also have salads. Okay. And then you can have chicken in the salad or just salad. There is no other meat alternative okay so you are vegetarian it's okay you can have the mac and cheese or you can have the salad but if you want to have a beef you want to have a fish you don't go to chick-fil-a so why is this principle this business fundamental principle so good what they why do i keep talking about the only selling chicken what's the idea behind this the idea behind this is they are only focusing on selling one thing which is chicken Okay, so in the business world, I'm since I'm an event planner and I coach event planners how to start event planning business, I'm going to steer this into the events business. Okay, so I also own an event planning company. What do I sell? Okay, what is my one thing? What is your one thing? It's unfortunate that not many of us in the events field, okay, are able to say, my one thing is I only do this, all right? I only do this. 
Now, that doesn't mean that you only can do this, but you want to be known for that one thing. What is that one thing you want to be known for, right? So for Chick-fil-A's case, they are known for their chicken sandwich, okay? They are known for their, their chicken sandwich with the pickle in there and then um, whatever you want to add in it, okay? But it's known for their juicy chicken patty that you can actually see that is chicken breast. It's not ground up chicken. It's real chicken meat, okay? And the spices, the coating of the chicken and that crispy pickle that, uh, and they also have the crispy sandwich. The, um, the Chick-fil-A also have the chicken, uh, the spicy sandwich. And, you know, it, it's just everything all goes together. Okay. They are known for that one thing. They are chicken sandwich. Okay. So as an event planner, when we're starting our business, we are thinking, what should we start our business with? Should I be offering this one service only, but what if there's another customer who wants to do some, who wants something else? So we get into this, this rabbit hole of when are we really ready to launch our business, right? Because you are feeling that if I'm only able to service that one thing, okay, let's just say that many of you are decorators, okay, event decorators. I would say the percentage of decorators is so much higher than the event planners, okay? Because it's probably the easiest skill to learn. You just learn how to decorate. Whereas event planning, it's more of a strategy work, okay? And organization. So, so um, and it's also easier to sell when you're a decorator because you have an actual work to show, okay? Your design. Whereas event planner, it's all logistics, it's all numbers and, and paper. It's nothing, it's not as glamorous in terms of showcasing your work, okay? So if you are a, let's say your, your passion is doing um, balloon installation, okay? Now the balloon backdrop installation is getting more and more elaborate. And you say that, you know, there's a market for it. People, nowadays, all these events that you see, 9 out of 10 will have some form of a balloon as a backdrop. You say, you know what? I'm going to go into this market. I, I like balloons and I can learn how to do this. Okay, I'm going to pick up the skills on how to, how to do um, balloons. So that's what you're thinking, right? And then once you learn how to do the balloons, immediately you start thinking, you know what? I'm not so sure that selling one item is one service is going to help me make money. So let me go learn another skill. How many of you is going through this way of thinking? All right. That's why you're never ready to launch a business because you always feel that, oh, I need to learn another skill. I need to learn an another skill. Like last week's episode, I talked about being very skillful in your craft. That's not equate to profit. Okay. It's more than that. So now you're in a perpetual cycle of wanting to learn more, learn more, learn more so that you have more skills to sell and you will feel more confident to sell, right? And I said in last week's episode, the only way you can gain confidence and validation is someone actually says, hey, listen, I want to hire you to do the balloon installation and this is how much I'm going to pay you, okay? I'm willing to pay whatever you say that you want to be paid. Boom. That's how 
That's how you can get validated. And that's how you feel confident. Okay, that's how you can build your confidence. So you're in a perpetual cycle wanting to learn a lot more things, a lot more things. So, okay, you learn one thing already, then you're going to learn another thing, you're going to learn another thing. Okay? And I've said many, 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 many times, if you want to start a business, find that one thing, that one skill, that one, one talent that you have, that people have seen you display that talent, have displayed that skill, okay? And they say that, hey, you, you should start charging money for that. You should start having a business, owning a business, okay? Starting a business, selling that thing. That is your one thing. Chick-fil-A, when they started their business, all they think about is, I want to make chicken sandwich. They're not thinking, oh, if I make a chicken sandwich, what if somebody comes in and they want to have a hamburger? What should I do? Should I also have a hamburger menu? What if somebody who doesn't want to eat meat or only want to eat seafood? Should I have a fish burger? Should I have fish on the menu? No, they're not thinking. They're only thinking, I want to do that one. And I want to be known for that one thing. Okay? If the business evolves to include other things, we'll worry about that later. So let's just focus all our time and energy on this one thing that we have already have a market telling us that there is a demand for this one thing because the majority of the people eat chicken. So this is a safe route and we're going to perfect that chicken recipe. So all their time and their money and their focus is, is focused on perfecting the recipe of their chicken sandwich. Okay? And in business, that's how you make your millions. You spend your time, your money, and your focus on perfecting that one thing, okay? And when I say perfecting that one thing, it's not just learning the craft. It's not only just learning the craft, but everything else that is going to help to promote that craft so people know that you are known for that thing and then they will pay you so that you can help to give them that one thing that they're looking for. And then you enhance it with not just your skills anymore, with great customer service, okay? So people keep coming back to buy that one thing for you because that one thing from you, because that one thing is what they want, their core needs, okay? This is what I say, you got to identify their primary needs, their core needs. And then you you now not only give them their core needs, you satisfy their core needs, but you are making it an easy transaction for them to say, here, take my money by being who you are and your great customer service, okay? And also by you being able to focus, laser focus on only marketing to people that you are known for this one thing. Okay, now I know some of you are getting a little anxiety listening to this. But what if somebody wants um, a draping backdrop? But what if somebody wants me to do the treats back? What if somebody wants me to do floral arrangement? What if somebody also needs um, to have, I mean, a dessert table? What am I going to say no to all these people because I don't know how to do this? Oh, of course not. Okay, of course not. You. Okay, now, Chick-fil-A right now cannot be a good reference because if they come, right, they're only selling they're only selling chicken. And if they say that, oh, I want to have hamburger, okay, I want to have hamburger, 
They can't say that, oh, you know what? Go to McDonald's and get a hamburger and come see in my restaurant. It doesn't work like that in a brick and mortar, okay? In an actual physical store. But having said that, in the events world, it's not like that. You can still say that, oh yeah, if you want a backdrop, okay? You can, if you want a backdrop, you want a floral arrangement, centerpieces for your events. That's not what I do, but I have worked with vendors who knows how to do that, okay? So if you want to streamline all your communications, I can find the vendors for you. So you only have to talk to me. These are the people that I trust. You can talk to them too if you want, but I can make the introduction. And then you only have to continue talking to me while I can coordinate all the logistics in terms of what time to set up, tear down, et cetera, et cetera. Or I can give you their name and then you can go contact them. So in this case, right, you don't have to turn down the lead. And because of your one thing, which is balloon installation, for instance, is so good, they're going to look for another person, okay? They're not going to look for another person who's able to do the balloon installation, the backdrop, the floral, this and that. If they find that person, okay, and they find that, oh, okay, I can speak to that one person and then get everything done, Fantastic. If this is what they want, but you can also offer that service too, because you don't know the other person is actually physically doing all those five other things. Okay. Like physically, or they're also, also subcontracting, right? So you can tell them that, oh yeah, we offer all these services too, but we are known for our balloon installation. But if you want to have a backdrop, if you want this, you want that, yeah, we can do that too. You don't have to tell them that we're going to get another vendors. It's up to you. It's your choice. Okay. But if you dilute, if you dilute your time, money, and focus on not sure how many services you want to provide, what product you want to provide, you're running yourself thin. Okay. Again, you'll you'll be perpetually, perpetually going to trying to learn new things. And in the, in, in a financial world, okay. In a financial world, when it comes to restaurants, event management, let's just say in anything that you are delivering a service or a product, if you are doing the right things financially, the first thing you go to analyze is if I have five services that I'm offering, you have to analyze which five services yields the highest return on investment. Okay. So your balloon installation, your, your draping, your dessert table, your floral arrangements, let's just say, and then one other thing that you decide to do, you have to, you have to calculate your return on investment. Which one, which one yields the highest or return on investment? And that's based on how much you get paid for it, okay, versus how many hours, okay? How much you get paid for it, the profit from delivering the event, that service, the profit divided by the number of hours you actually work to, to deliver this service. And that number, okay, that number is your return on investment and it better be higher or at least equal to your hourly rate. So for Chick-fil-A, for them, it's very simple, okay? Their menu is kids' menu, chicken sandwiches. They have the spicy one and the original one. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the spicy option or the original option, okay? Or you can add cheese to it or not. And then they have the salad. They only have two types of salad, if I'm not wrong. 
and then um, and the kids menu, which is the grilled chicken nugget or the fried chicken nugget. So they all they they are only offering chicken, but they have six variation of how they are serving this their customers. So they will be looking at okay, which one is making me the most money? Okay, these six items. This is business fundamental. Okay, imagine if you have many, many, many things that you're trying to do, you will have to be able to sell enough of these services to know, to, to have enough data to analyze which one is giving me the highest profit. Okay, so for me, M2 Hospitality, the full planning package is actually not my highest profit margin. Okay, my full planning package is 15,000 to 30,000. Actually, not even 15,000. It's actually 30,000. $30,000 for the full planning package that includes on-site management. Okay, it's actually come up to 40,000 by the time we're on-site. But is it the best use of my time in terms of return on investment? Absolutely not. What services does M2 Hospitality provide that gives me the highest return on my time, return on profit, okay? Investment, when I don't do this full service. Either I do only on-site management or I do contract negotiation or I do ticket pricing, okay? But if they require the whole thing, it's just like when you price your full package, you cannot be looking at, okay, all these individual services all add up and then this is the price. Just like they say, when you get a bundle, a bundle is always, the price is always lower. So when you want to sell a bundle of things, it has to be sold in quantity in order to make a lot of money. And when it's sold in quantity, you have to know how to scale in order to sell in quantity. So for me to, to, to be able to scale, okay, in quantity, then my full planning services will be at least, you know, like five, you know, I can drop it down to 15,000, 20,000, but it won't be me planning. It will be somebody else planning, somebody who costs less than me. So the return on investment is the same or higher compared to I do it myself. So you have to think, you know, let's go back to the story of the Chick-fil-A. Why am I keep talking about that one thing? It's because when you're first starting out your business, you have 10 million things. You don't know how many services to offer and then you don't know what data to look at. So if I were you, my advice for you is to use this Chick-fil-A, um, Chick-fil-A's model, okay? What is that one thing? What is your superpower for that one thing? What is that one thing is gonna, that going to make you famous? Your one-hit wonder, okay? And then once you have the one-hit wonder, and you see all this money coming in because people are known, people know you for your one hit wonder, your talent, that your one thing, then we can evolve to adding, oh, now we're doing this. Okay. So it's just that like when M2 Hospitality, we started doing trial stays. We work with only attorneys, okay, doing their war rooms, trial stays. But then I realized that that is not the return on investment, is not really that good. So I say, you know what? I don't want to be known for that one thing anymore. But I started the business with that one thing, okay? And contract negotiation, actually, and contract negotiation. 
So I started with contract so that the, the, the trial stay involves a lot of contract negotiation. So that my one thing is contract negotiation, put it this way. Contract negotiation. Then I realized that, oh, okay, this type of clients, this type of events, the contract negotiation takes up a lot of my time. Um, because now I have to also reconcile their invoices. The consolation of the invoices is a pain in the butt that eats up all my profit because it has a lot of time investment in it, time and labor. So I just focus on contract negotiation. I'm no longer going to do the invoice reconciliation. So I made the mistake of trying to offer more than that one thing, which is contract negotiation and invoice reconciliation and managing rooming lease, okay? Even planning and sourcing. So I realized that, hey, this is not helping out. So 10 years, fast forward 11 years down the road, what are we known for? Ticket pricing, okay? Planning, strategizing, in-person, ticketed events. And if someone wants to hire us to do the whole shebang, sure. But if you only need us to do that one thing, how to price the ticket, okay? And that's what we are known for, pricing of the ticket, the strategy of ticket pricing, all right? then. I charge this much, right? I charge $7,500. And that gives me the highest profit. So when it comes to marketing my services, I only need to talk about that one thing, that why you have to use us to plan your in-person ticketed events because we are the expert in understanding numbers. We are the expert in understanding how to price your ticket and how should you be pricing it for early bird and full retail right? VIP tickets, all those things. So if you are just starting out, okay, when you have so many things, your marketing message will require a lot more of your time and your focus and money if you're running ads to see, okay, which one should I be marketing? And then which one is going to make more money? Okay, do not have this fear that if I only offer one thing, I'm going to lose out customers. Absolutely not. In fact, you will attract a lot more people because you're only talking to one audience and this audience is already looking for a solution that you're providing. They're not looking for 10 other solutions. They're looking for that one solution, okay? And if they need more things after they have hired you for that one thing, they can ask you because they already trust you. They already know how you work. They will ask you for opinion. Then you can steer them however you want to steer them so you never lose out the money, okay? So in whatever you do in your business, I would say always focus on that one thing. Once you get it done really, really well, then move on to the next thing. Then move on to the next thing. When I started events for anyone, a coaching business, brand new business in 2020, I only focused on one platform. One platform. And I only talked to one group of people, event planners, okay? I'm not trying to talk to a photographer. I'm not trying to talk to a baker. I'm not trying to talk to a florist event planners. So I was laser focused, event planners. And then I said, let's just master Facebook, going live on Facebook. And then three months down the road, okay, let's go into Instagram. Okay. At that point in time, I already got a handle of Facebook. I already have the audience. And then I realized that, oh, there are more people on Instagram. So, okay, let me focus on Instagram. So, but I already know Facebook. Okay. So Facebook is our mothership. Okay, where all the video tutorials are. So we go into there and then we do Instagram. After I get a handle of Instagram, then where do I go? I go into YouTube. And then after that, I go into 
podcast. So I take everything one step at a time. So it's less overwhelming. It takes up less of my time, money, and focus because now I don't have to try to juggle so many things at one time. And I'm only going to be talking to one audience and only knowing how to use one platform at one time. So don't be one of those that has got jack of all trades, master of none. You can do that once you are known for that one thing. Okay? Once again, thank you so much for giving me your time. Don't forget to share our podcast and give us a review, give us a rating because we are on our way to be one of the top podcasts in the events field. And you know what I teach is not just event, plan, event, event planning business. It's business fundamental. But, if you, but I talk to event planners because that's who I am. That's the people that I like to work with. I have been asked to teach other business owners more than happy, but let them experience my podcast first. Let them listen to how I teach and then we can talk. But my, my heart, my heart is still in the events field and hopefully you'll be able to relate the Chick-fil-A story to why focusing on that one thing, okay? And unwavering, always focusing on that one thing. Then we can explore other things. Instead of exploring other things, try to go to market with 10 million things. No, that one thing, get it going, get the money come in, then we can evolve, okay? Thank you so much for giving me your time. I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, can you do me a favor? Please leave us a review and also share our podcast so we can help more eventrepreneurs out there. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss any new episodes.